Hi, I'm Susie Wilson, and this is my podcast, Radical Consciousness and Cleansing, a mystical sojourn through the ancient healing of cleansing from then till now. This podcast is going to take us on a journey of our mind, our body, and our spirit, delving into the depths of what does it mean to cleanse, how we reclaim our health physically, spiritually, and emotionally, so that we can live life to our fullest. Hello listeners, welcome to Radical Consciousness and Cleansing again. This week I want to have a chat with you about space, creating some space so that we can discover what's actually in this space. We often get caught up in life and it becomes very busy. Um, We fill up every moment in our calendar sometimes without five minutes to spare. And we forget the importance, I think, of creating space. And it's in fact in this creating space that cleansing is allowed to happen. It's when creativity is allowed to happen. It's when our body has an opportunity to self-regulate, to hop within itself so that it can keep you well, do what's needed for your next stage of your life, of your of your health. Because remember, that's all our body wants to do. It wants to keep us well. It is working like crazy in there. It's like one of those ducks. It's looking calm on top, but underneath the little legs are going crazy. And we've got everything, all of our cells within us going crazy to do one thing. And that one thing is to keep you well, to keep you alive, to keep your body in a homeostasis. And sometimes with our modern life, I think that we get too busy. We get we, we get so focused on achieving a goal of, um, you know, making so much money, having so many houses, being the perfect parent, being the perfect partner, daughter, auntie, uncle, that we actually forget that sometimes it's better just to sit back a little bit and and to make this space. And I was pondering on this the other day about how we create space and In fact, there's probably no such thing as space, is there? Because once we create space, we can in fact discover what's inside of this space. So it's sort of like a paradox, right? It's it's like we we have one, we but we also have another. We always have a front and a back to every single situation or scenario and to our belief which in fact then becomes our story and it's our story and our narrative that then becomes our reality. So then we start living in this way as if it is the truth and you will hear people talking about this is my truth, I'm living in my truth and the importance to be in your truth. And gosh, I really agree with that. We want to have authenticity there. We want to have ability to honour what our journey is. There's no doubt about that. But it's surely we must be honouring our truth and my truth, knowing with a wisdom that you also have your truth. So really what we are aspiring to, I guess, is in through our truth, We are, in fact, looking for the collective truth and we want to become a part of that collective truth, um, which, you know, in my my world, that's one of 
peace and and harmonious and love and ease and flow. So to think that everyone could have access to those things is, in fact, very special in my heart to think that there is a potential that we could all live in this way. So whilst that's my truth, I would hope that other people could also hang on to that truth, put a hook into that truth as something they would also like or that they would like to aspire to. Not that my truth is my truth and that is the truth. We sometimes get, I believe anyway, um, that we sometimes get into a battle, well, whose truth is is the <laughs> right truth, you know. Um, so I think they're tricky words to get into and taking that ownership, yes, it's important, but what are we determining our truth on? What are we hanging that on? What stories, what narratives, what experiences have we formed a belief and what belief to make that our truth? It's just nice. And this is where space comes in because it's like in this moment, like once I even start to talk about this, it's like, well, what actually is my truth? And what what is relevant for me to share really with listeners out there about how I'm viewing the world in this moment and can I say that it is a place of contemplation for me and um, whilst sometimes I might feel like it's my truth I work hard at saying well it is a truth it is one of my truths because if I'm very honest I've probably probably got many but what we forget about I think Um, And what I observe sometimes is we get so invested in our truth that it becomes our reality so much so that we make our life, in fact, very busy. So the space that we've manifested in our day-to-day reality of our situation with our busy lives, we we don't have space. We, We just have being as in in fact, that's not correct. What we have is doing. We want to do and we want to have and we, in fact, forget to be that that space of being and inside that space of being, we somehow, it becomes a little elusive to us. It, we become a bit lost in that. We get caught up in the busyness and the doingness of life and wanting to achieve. And, of course, again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve. And, in fact, we all want to achieve something in some aspect, whether that is our health, whether that's to finish my cleanse, whether that's the relationship I have with my children, my my grandchildren, my partners. We want to achieve, but sometimes do we get too busy? Do we... Do we collapse any space that we might have in trying to create this this thing at the end of it that we actually forget to be? And then to check in sometimes, is this in fact the right place for us to be? Is this in fact aligning with me or have I somewhere along the line picked up someone else's truth and and chosen in fact it to be my truth? And if we actually look at our upbringing, maybe this can be the case. Sometimes we think it's our truth only to find out later down the track that maybe it was our parents' truth. And in fact, it's not our truth at all. If we want to hop into this moment of space, that really then becomes about being. 
And we do that first before we attempt to have and do. I sometimes think in our modern world, we have it back to front. We do so that we can have, but we forgot, we forget to be. And for me, that being is our space of creation. So how do we find this space in between us, in our mind, and also in our heart and in our gut? If we want this true manifestation, my experiences have have been around this big word of manifestation that we all can manifest, and I totally support that. But we have to have our three brains aligned, and that means we have to have space in our three brains. That's our head brain, our heart brain, and our gut brain. And we we need for them to be in a line concurrently they can't we can't have space in one one day and then one in the next day and and one closed down it's like if we want to truly be be in our essence we want to somehow get to a point where we can actually align all of these and it's for me I believe this is where and my experiences is this is where we then find some healing and this is what I've experienced over the years when think I've spoken about this before we have people that will come and see us and they're doing everything physically possible in their reality to make themselves well they are eating so correctly they're exercising they're drinking water they're taking supplements they're doing everything that has been suggested to them by naturopaths acupuncturists herbalists who doctors whoever functional doctors whoever that they're working with, that they still don't have the vitality that they're looking for, that, that that true essence. In my experience, it's when we then don't have our heart brain and our gut brain connected. So maybe our heart's closed down and we're not feeling the emotions that we need to be feeling. Maybe our gut brain is closed down and it's so tight that nothing you can digest in there, no matter how many enzymes we take. And in having those tightness in those areas doesn't allow the space. It doesn't allow the free flow. So we need to somehow get to a point where we can have these line up. So if we have space in our mind, like we might go into meditation and we're looking at getting that freedom of space, that peace, people often look for peace in meditation to try and just close down that monkey mind, that chatter that is constantly going on in there. And we work on that. And maybe we actually do get to a point where we can feel good with that. But again, as I said, if our heart is actually closed or our gut is wound up, then this space is only going to be temporary. All that's going to happen is that we're going to hop out of our meditation and then we're going to go, where and we're busy again, making our breakfast or our getting ready for dinner or doing something for kids or, you know, we're straight back into busy again. So we had that moment of space, but that's not carrying us into our day, which then means our healing And our cleansing is not being at optimal level, if you like, because our body isn't operating in flow. And we might see this also in in our um, manifestation. And, you know, we might go to workshops and we have a real good endorphin run and, you know, we've got the chemicals going right in our brain and it's like, yes, yes, I can do this. And, 
you know, we've been believed in for a moment. We've all the hormones running through us that would tell us, yes, you can, you can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Only to find that in a week's time, we haven't made our billion dollars. We're still in the same job. We're still struggling with our weight. We still have pain in our body. We're still sad. We're still not in the same, the right relationship. Our health still isn't 100%. We're still struggling with our blood pressure because we didn't get that space in all of our three brains. We didn't get it in our gut. We didn't get it in our heart and in our brain all in one go. It's really about how do we find out, how do we line all of this up so that we can have this level of health, ability to cleanse on a daily basis if this is our mission, if this is what we want, if we want to support our body because our body's made to cleanse, as I, as I speak about. It's constantly sloughing off chemicals as we sit here and as you're sitting here listening even. It's doing its job. It's getting rid of the bad oxygen. It's getting rid of the bad fungus or parasites. It's getting rid of the old cells. So it's doing what it can. How else can we make the environment to offer that more? How do we find the space within the space? We have to... In one of the ways for us to have these feelings of euphoria and bliss, whether it's coming out of our meditation or coming from a weekend workshop that we've done or our breathing workshop, you know, they're so popular now and we're remembering. Don't you think that's ironic that we have to be taught to breathe? Doesn't that really just speak to what I'm speaking about now, that we have got so busy doing and having that we've forgotten about the elements that we need to stay alive, one of them breathing. And we might laugh at this, you know, and people think, well, of course we breathe, otherwise we die. But you know what happens if you don't die? You might stay alive and you have high anxiety and your body's not getting the oxygen that it needs throughout and you're breathing quite shallow so you're not exercising your lungs well. So, you know, this busy life that we get into, this doing life has led us to the point where now we go to a workshop to remember to breathe and to be taught how to breathe. I think that's really just speaking to what I'm speaking about, about having our alignment so that we can make the space because really that's what breathing does it makes space in our body to stop to be because when we're concentrating on breathing in fact it's quite hard to concentrate on anything else if you're holding your breath and you're holding that in and holding it in and holding it in and then releasing it and connecting to that it's quite hard to think about anything else so it's making a nice space and what you're really doing at this point is you are aligning your brains, your three brains, your, your head and heart and gut into a moment of breath. So then you can, I, I call it imprana, which is the Indian word, right, of, of energy. It's like we imprana that energy. We, we put that within us and we feel that from inside out not outside in. Because again, of course, making space is a journey that we travel in making space from our inside, not from outside. It doesn't matter how much space I have around me. 
if inside is in turmoil, if inside is overthinking, if inside if inside of me is in pain or, or thinking about what's happening in a month or achieving a goal, then we're not going to find the space. So finding the space, yes, in external environment is hard. It's hard to find space if you uh, are fighting traffic or you've got a busy family life happening around you. Um, it certainly is, but it's even harder if you don't have that space within of you. You have to have that space in which in fact it requires an amount of self-care and awareness really, isn't it, so that we in this time to make space again, not just to breathe, but to make space to find space within the space. So when we're attempting to find health or in fact anything really, we, we want to and we want to have our healing sustained. We want to have our healing so it's for longevity, Um that we must heal these three brains. Otherwise, our journey is just one of doing and it's one of attaining. We're not making that space that we know that we have to, the healing space, because this is where the magic happens. This is where the bliss happens. This is where your body can go, oh, right, now I can make another liver cell or another lung cell or another brain cell. So it's that this space in our physical cell can then remove the toxins and eliminate once we've got those three brains in alignment. But we do have to find space in our heart and we have to commit time to ourselves. We have to commit honestly to the healing to a level of self-care that does require this inward journey. And really, you know, it's about a level of surrender at that. And <laughs> I often call myself the reluctant student. In fact, I just called myself that this weekend. I was away on a on a um, training weekend um, with the Aboriginal elders and Man, I, I talk about as a reluctant student. I feel sometimes I'm being kicked up the butt the whole way and dragged along and because there's a level of surrender there. And it's not the surrender that scares me so much. And it's more, and I don't even know if scaring is the right word when I say this, but it's the responsibility that comes with that. Because once I actually surrender to this healing journey, to this cleansing journey, and I understand it's an inside job, then the buck stops with me. <laughs> that means then I can't blame anyone. I now become my own doctor. I now become my own healer. And I'm not saying just to point out the obvious if you have a broken leg or you're in some type of serious illness you need to have external help please don't get confused what I'm saying here but in our day-to-day -day living of being well and of longevity and being aging with with grace and with longevity and with life force um, something that is sacred these days if you look at the amount of illnesses we get as we age we might be staying alive longer but we're on a lot more medications and we're in a lot of nursing homes. So to me, that doesn't seem ideal. To me, that feels like we've still got something not quite right. So when we go through this whole process of surrendering to ourselves, to our own journey, our own medicine within, that we then 
take responsibility here, that it's like, okay, if I don't make this space, it's not everyone else in my life that's stopping me from making this space to breathe consciously, to sit for half an hour in my space of creativity, in my space of healing, in my space of connecting to my wisdom. It's me that has to make that space. And sometimes that does mean that I will get up at 4.30 in the morning to have that space. And, you know, I have been in my life, I have done that because otherwise it hasn't happened, you know, being a single mom or you're looking after your parents and you're you're working and you're doing the stuff that all of us do. It's hard to sometimes find that half an hour in the day to go, okay, let me let me stop just let me stop and even today I'm in a luckier position today and I don't have any kids and I don't have any parents and I can be flexible with my work and I felt myself becoming very wound up and very busy and uh, I woke with that feeling and that concerns me it it concerns me if I wake with that feeling because you have to question then your rest right so today I've made a deliberate attempt that's incorrect, not an attempt. I've made deliberate action to actually be, to sit longer on the beach, to sit longer with my words, to to sit longer in observation and contemplation so that I can find that space because life is getting me wrapped up again. Life is getting me on a spiral and when that spiral starts to become tight, I now know I can't have creativity and if I can't have creativity, I can't have cleansing and if I can't have cleansing, I can't have health and if I can't have health, I can't have vibrancy. And why else do we want to be walking this uh, earth walk, right? We want to be able to feel that vibrancy so we can walk in compassion and love each day, so we can smile at people, so that we can give someone else a good day just through our smile. I think that's also important. And all these little things that we skip over because we're looking for a bigger goal. And it's like, no, wait there, just stop. Just just smile at the cashier today. Have a conversation with them. Have a conversation with the person that you walk on the beach or walk past on the beach or in your street or wherever you were. So where we have to tap in. We have to find the space in our gut, our intuitive. Now, Aboriginal elders, my teachers, are called, we call it our miwi, our centre, our spirit. Whatever that is for you, whatever words you use for that, to tap into your inner wisdom, it's from here that you start to heed. Heed is a word that was taught to me 20 years ago and I was constantly told by my teacher at that that time I wasn't heeding him and I never understood what that meant really. And it's probably only now, if I'm very honest and truthful with myself, that I really get it. I really understand the essence of the word heed. And really heed is listening with your spirit, listening without a response. As the saying in Australian Aboriginal, Dadiri, you know, the the silent listening, listening not to respond. We often, I call it white person communication, we'll sit listening to someone wanting to respond back. So we're sitting formulating an answer in our mind while this person's still talking and we've missed the last half of the sentence. 
that's called hearing maybe, but that's not called heeding. So when we're heeding and heeding with ourselves, we are heeding to our spirit. We're heeding to our innate wisdom, to our intuitive, if you want to go just to that level, to that physical intuitive brain because we know it's there you get that feeling you get butterflies or anxious or you walk into a room and you get a feeling so that's your intuitive it's just that we've been told not to listen to that uh, anymore but we want to listen to that intuitive so it's when we are heeding our spirit our spirit's wisdom our intuitive um, and to retrain ourselves how to do that. So it's when we create the space in all of our brains, it's when we create space in all of our three brains that we can then start to go on our journey of healing. I call it a holy journey. It's a holy healing that aligns our three brains, allowing us to live in our passion, to live um, with our gifts that we were born with. And this is such a beautiful gift, right, that we should hold close to our heart with reverence and with honour that we have a seed within us, a seed that you've come from and that you can create from. And that is your being. That is that is your start. And if we think about this, our seed, we, we germinate our life, right? We germinate it. I guess it's why we have dark nights to the soul I often think about, you know, and I say nights because I don't know anyone that's just had one dark night of the soul. Um, I've had some few big ones. So I'm sure there's got to be more than one or maybe I'm just extra slow learner. But I guess it's why we do have a dark night of the soul because our seeds do germinate in the darkness, don't they? Seeds have to have darkness to germinate and they can only germinate in stillness. Seeds germinate in a self-belief. The sunflower seed has no doubt or concern about what it's going to be once it germinates. It's going to be a sunflower. It's going to know what it's going to do and it knows what it looks like. You know, we also have this knowing. We do have this. We've just forgotten it. Think about when you were a child, under 10, under 5. Think about what you used to play, just intuitively. As a child, what did you draw? What did you paint? What, what make pretend did you do? What imagination did you have and did you use? This is your seed. This was your seed starting to sprout. It's genius. Unfortunately, our modern life tips us off just as we come through the soil and starts to tell us that we can't have imaginative play anymore and that what we're seeing is no longer true, that even though we feel this, we no longer feel this. We are starting now to take on the reality that adults are now giving to us that are surrounding us in our upbringing. So we sort of get cut off as we start to sprout out as we're starting to explore our gift. And it's why I encourage any parents out there to give your child time for imaginative play. And when a child says that they're bored and what do they do, let them be bored. Let them sit there and be bored to start to activate their imagination. It's such an important thing for them to tap into what their genius is. It's what their seed is. Have an experiment with that. Go and ask friends that you know that love what they do. Ask them what they used to play as children. And and you might find that they're doing 
this is a growing up. I've seen that happen many, many times. But if you're like many of us, and maybe you've found that your seed is buried so very, very deep, that it feels like it's tapped in right to the center of the earth. We feel that it's lost. It has been filled up with stuff, stuff we think that is right or what others may have suggested is right for us or what others have maybe directed us to be, to to conform into a reality that they believe is the best for you. And, of course, as parents, we all do this, right? As parents, we we want the best for our children. Why would we want anything different? But understanding that, in fact, we are born with our seed, our gift, and we have to have an opportunity for this to germinate. So I find that then our older years is about digging up the dirt, (laughs) digging up to try and find where this seed is sprouted, trying to go back in there. And when people talk about what their purpose is, um, you know, they're feeling lost, whether they've been sick or they've been through, they've lost someone very close to them or they've had a brush with death or they just found themselves at a point in life of ho-hum. It's like, what am I doing? What is this all about? Maybe they've had a business and it's all gone down the gurgular. What is it about, they might ask themselves. And particularly when we have health crises or we've got an ongoing health problem, it's when we think, what is this about? What's going on? So it's in here that we start to unpack. And this is where we need to, again, find that space as we did as a five-year-old to create to play, to sit in that moment with ourselves and our imagination, to give it the opportunity to sprout. We don't have to do much at all if we give it the opportunity to sprout. So creating the space to discover what lies within the space is a journey of mastery. So to once again, to tap into this innate gift that makes our heart sing, it makes our belly feel peaceful. It makes our brain feel full of creation and ideas. This is the alignment. This is the three brain medicine that we want to tap into to live this life in the spirit of abundance and flow and ease that we know that it is. So medicine that is an art that Cures from the heart that we hear with our internal ear, our ear that connects us to all, that taps us into the flow of consciousness, to the flow of love. That's what creating space does. That's a place that we might want to explore when we're looking at how do we get well? What is my journey for this? What is my journey to create? Maybe that's all that you need to do. One step, what should I create today? Have a beautiful day, evening, listeners, and I can't wait to chat with you all again in a couple of weeks' time. Before we go, if you want more information on radical consciousness and cleansing, head to our website, bottomsupcolonics.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe or follow, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast as this will help others find us and also let you know when the next episode is published. You can also connect with us on our socials, 
Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Bottoms Up Colonics. Until next time, I'm Susie Wilson. Thanks for listening to Radical Consciousness and Cleansing.